previously on the Simply Human podcast. Skittish? What's the word? I'm, just, I'm, I'm on edge. Yeah, okay. there we go. And I'm walking through my pitch black garage, which had the rattlesnake in it. So I'm already, you know, then there's the rat. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like looking for rattlesnakes and I'm like on edge. And somehow my phone never locked on that text thread with that file. And I'm walking through my garage and that file play in my pocket. Like without me touching it. And I almost died. It's episode 185 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts Rick and Mark. You're two human beings. Being human, our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's Dr. Todd Sinet pain expert and chiropractor how are you mark rogers first time in 185 <laughs> shows you've been carrying this whole thing on your back 180 <laughs> some odd shows and now it's my turn to pull my own weight how are you i'm great um how are you i'm i'm great all right that's great cross talk let's get to the game <laughs> <laughs> every yeah like the last like i don't know like two months every time i start the it's episode i'm like man rick should do this and then i forget until the next time and like tonight i was like two minutes before uh we recorded you sent me this text message that had the intro spiel and i was like oh god oh god it's get, my all, turn. get all nervous <laughs> you don't get nervous we're famous podcasters yeah, we're super famous yeah. podcasters. We get super like famous. several dozen downloads a month. <laughs> yes, that doesn't count the like uh, downloads that like I do on my two phones <laughs> and like your mom's download and my download, my mom's download. So like that's four right there. So that's what are you referring to? My mom's what? Uh, hey, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so in in parent news. <laughs> Um, my dad, as you know, was a bakery owner for many years. I was just telling a very, very close friend of mine some of the bakery stories of like <laughs> the nice fat lady with the mustache, <laughs> me grabbing the uh, tray Try of cinnamon with, rolls with that no it was glove. like red hot. I didn't understand that that was what the pain was when I was walking like three feet into it. Yeah. So, yeah. Lot of Lot, so many good bakery stories because and we've talked about those with Rob. So go back to like what was it like and like Rob childhood memories or like bakery stories part one and part two. We tell like the, my favorite is the Rob and then Rob like Shelly Sedina <laughs> and he's like thinking such a good one. she's about to ask him to the prom or something and she goes, "Is your dad bald?" <laughs> 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 like not only did he not ask her to the prom but he, he like she like commented on the thing that he's like most self-conscious about his baldness <laughs> he's like three quarters bald at like age 18 <laughs> but he thinks this girl he has a crush on is about to ask him to the prom and she's like rob i have something to ask you uh yes is your dad bald? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm fortunate that I missed that gene. Oh, because, man, do yeah. you have any idea how weird I would look if I was bald? <laughs> like, my legitimate head of hair. Is you the do only have great hair. Going oh, like, you stop that! You have a vein in your arm. You have a vein in your arm. 
<laughs> I sent Mark a picture of me lifting weights the other day, and I had a vein in my arm, and I was like, look, look, check this out, dude. I'm super veiny. <laughs> Vascular. My, my full head of hair is all I've got going. So, Whatever. man, I'm really glad that, that Gene skipped uh, one generation. And your wit. <laughs> oh, well, listen. It's not that sharp. <laughs> well, also, my other favorite uh, story like that was when Aunt Debbie opened the door and she goes, you're bald. And he was like, yeah, I'm short, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was standing there when that happened. Oh, that was so great. Okay. Well, um, we, have a, we have a voicemail to get to. And then uh, there's a question he asked in the voicemail. Our friend Tim Wacker from the Northwest uh, yes. Let's play this, and we will hopefully it'll come through. Hang on. Hey, Mark Rogers. This is Tim Wacker. I vaguely uh, remember, I believe you were at one point uh, diving into the Scotch world, and I was wanting to know uh, how that was going, and if you could recommend um, any scotches uh, for starters. I did a little research online, and uh, I was looking at the uh, Ron Swanson choice of uh, scotch. And uh, I can get it. It's maybe like $92 a bottle. I guess that's why everybody just pours a little bit at a time. But um, if you had any recommendations on brands or what to do and whatnot, uh, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. How about that? Our friend Tim asking a question about scotch. Uh, what not to do, don't buy a bottle of scotch and then just like throw it in the trash. Don't do that. Solid advice Thank for you. Mark Rogers. Okay, so very quickly, Rick, do you know the five different types of scotch? Okay, okay, everybody, listen. Mark read a book <laughs> Shut about up. whiskey, and he was like, "This is a whiskey expert." And I'm like, "No, no, no, pal, I'm a whiskey expert. <laughs> I've drank all there is to drink here. Uh, I've hit my like, lifetime quota yeah. here, so I'm the expert." But Mark read a book. I read two books. Oh, two books. Let's hear what Mark's. Uh, did you read them, or were they audiobooks? I actually read these. They were fun. Oh, and, so you there turned were, pages and everything. There huh? were fun pictures in these books. <laughs> so what did you learn from? So your books? well, there's lots of stuff, but pr- there's there's lots of different types of whiskey. There's bourbon. There's Scotch. There's Irish whiskey. There's Canadian whiskey. There's Texas craft whiskey. There is all sorts of whiskey. There's Japanese whiskey is kind of the new thing, and all the all the things are owned by Japanese distillers now, which is kind of crazy. Um, but there are five different types of scotch. There is single malt, single grain, blended malt, blended grain, and then like a total blend. I hope I'm. I hope I'm right on that. I hope the Scotch. If Chris Brand's listening to this, and I got one of those wrong. If he's not, send us a voicemail. Please, Chris. If I mess that up, Chris Brandon, uh, call in to five. Is it five? Wait, five three zero five three zero fifty two human, and leave us a voicemail. And and so it just kind of depends. So like single. Uh, uh, like it's the cheapest kind is just like a, a blend. Like uh, Dewar's is fairly cheap. Uh, Famous Grouse. Those are two of the oldest Scotch blends. Dewar. Tommy Dewar was actually the mayor of London twice. Okay. And you have the Wikipedia page open. And, and, and Famous Grouse is a is a, not a cheap Scotch blend, but it's uh it's not super expensive. That those are two good ones to start off with. They're smooth. You can get into like the really peaty single malts, and peaty is like. <sighs> they, they're very smoky. Jason Seib, who we're going to have back on the show, loves uh, peace. Start. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just start talking about uh, hockey 
at any point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are the two I would recommend uh, just to start off with. Then single, a good uh, uh, affordable single malt, anything like in the Bowmore, Bowmore uh, Legend is, is a really good single malt that's not too uh, crazy on you. Crazy on you. <clears throat> that's enough. That's enough of that. And now an email. Yes. Okay. So we told our story about the ring. Two. Was it the last show or two uh, shows ago? It might have been two shows ago. No, it was yeah. the last show because we didn't record one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we didn't record last Because month. of your way, precious I'm softball. I'm out. I'm out. How I'm was your out. softball game? Yes. I. Uh, did you hit a home run? No. I didn't. No, I did not even come close to hitting a home run. I played in a softball team with a bunch of uh, guys that I work with. Mm, bragging uh, montage. I'm only allowed to play allowed but like i can only play in the 7 p.m games because you know this mark is cracking the whip of like uh oh, 8 30 we have to record we have we have health iq sending us checks every week <laughs> <laughs> so i can only play in a few but i'm playing catcher by default oh goalie that's, catcher that's good said so uh what? i'm back there and the guy on the other team what I'm sorry, what? Um, the guy on the other team is up at the bat, and he's wearing number 15 on his jersey, and the back of his jersey says Dries, D-R-E. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and I'm, I'm dead serious. Right before a pitcher is, like, winding up to throw this slow pitch, I was like, you look just like Ryan Dries, the former Texas Ranger great. Was he a pitcher? He, no, no. Yeah, he was a pitcher yeah, for the yeah. Rangers. And he swung the bat and cranked the ball about – 7,000 yards and turned around and looked at me and was like, I am. Did he and like wink at you? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he gets to home plate and looks at me and winks. And I was like, and then no, it, it's not. Did his Why smile. Reese, be former former uh, range, former Indian. Yeah. Ranger was he, he was number 34, I believe. What number? 34. That's the number that's popping into my head. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not with the Rangers. No one will wear 34 with the Rangers. Oh, may, okay. I know. That was stupid. Ryan. Nolan, the Dr. So, Ryan Nolan. So, like, the next uh, <laughs> the next inning, I go, and I'm, like, you know, by default coaching first base, and he's playing first. And I was like, that's not you. And he's like, it is. I was like, who'd you play for before the Rangers? And he was like, Indians. Yeah, there he is. How, who'd you play for after the Rangers? 38. I was so Actual. close. Yeah. And he was, I was like. Damn, you're Ryan Drees. What are you doing out here, like, just destroying us? And he's like, nah, I'm just having fun, man. So I got to play softball against That's a awesome. major league baseball player. Well, it was a thrill of a lifetime getting uh, completely obliterated by uh, <laughs> by team. By team uh, oh, God, it was some pizza place in did the you, South. Did you try to, like, block the plate when he came around on his home run and he just, like, <laughs> barrels you over? <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, like in uh, adult, you know, beer league, uh, yeah. super soft softball. They have like when you come from third, there's like a line way out for like from the plate, and so basically it's like a play at first. If the catcher catches the ball and is on the on the plate before that player hits the line, it's an out. But yeah. if he crosses the line first before the the catcher gets the the ball, then it's uh, safe. I'm looking so, at pictures of Ryan Drees. He was not. He wore 37 and 38 for the Rangers. I know it was 30 something, yeah. but I couldn't remember exactly what it was here. That's so funny. Okay, hey. Ryan Drees. How about that? Um, here's an, okay. So we told our story about the ring. How you and I watched the ring, and then like the phone rang, and that was like part of the movie. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. read this, and we got a, just a few minutes where we got to call Doctor Sinet Sinet Sinet. I'm not sure. The word no. the word sin is in his name, which you probably thought that was really funny. 
thinner. Because you're, you're thinner. Um, <laughs> was it little? Was that? Uh, who's your favorite little <laughs> rascal? Okay, here we go. <laughs> and the subject of this email is the ring from Casey, and it says, "Thought I would share my story after listening to the intro." He's like, "I listen to the intro and then I turn it off because <laughs> it's all I can manage." <laughs> Okay, this is my twin brother is the biggest scaredy cat in the world, but still insists on watching scary movies. When we were in high school, I was going out uh, of town for some reason, and I knew he would sleep in my room while I was gone. His room was the garage. Oh, that sounds great. Poor twin brother. Hey, but time out. Like, the room setup is what confuses me so bad. Yeah, so his room was the garage. and he slept in the master bedroom. Yeah, and I, for some reason, had the master bedroom. Now, I will say this. You remember our house, Brad had the master bedroom in our house. And then Jeff had that other room. The room where Brad jumped in and pooped on the floor was actually (laughs) the guest room. Um, Because my dad slept in the guest room in the back of the house because he went to bed early because he had a bakery. Oh, and I never did get to my dad's bakery story, but we'll tell it next time. Um, I set the alarm on my TV to go off in the middle of the night and to turn uh, into a channel that was static. Which is like the end of the ring, which is like you, you're going to die if this happens to oh, you. Oh, you've ruined the movie. So, hey, if you're going to watch well, it. Well, no, that's the beginning of the movie. I called his cell phone immediately after the TV turned on. He was horrified, and I had a good laugh. As This is the best part. Like, okay, ha-ha, joke. Oh, it's over. Ha-ha. I got him. As payback, he peed in the garbage can in my bathroom that was next to the toilet for the rest of the weekend. Casey. <laughs> <laughs> and your response was like 47 ha's. Yeah, that's my default response yeah. to something funny. It's just ha 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 times like a billion. Yeah, that was pretty good. We ha- hey, and we've got like I've, we're going to be booked out to the end of the year uh, on guests, and and this is us. You know, I've got us right now. Like every other week, um, I could book us every week, but sometimes it's nice in our in the craziness that is the fall season to skip yeah. one. And you've got softball, so like, but with the we've got like I've got three in my inbox that I haven't even opened that are like guest request and we're gonna have jason i talked to jason side for a while a few days ago he's got some cool stuff going out going on um what is the matter with you sorry um i just drank a Lacroix. um sorry you are very sorry <laughs> so we did we talked about todd Sinet in the intro you said he was a pain expert and a chiropractor in his best-selling series of books including three weeks to a better back he has introduced the Sinet Solution, the practice of listening to the whole body and treating all sources of back pain on the structural, digestive, and emotional levels, what he calls the triad of health. He is a recognized authority in applied kinesiology and a service clinical expert for many TV programs, including The View, Fox MD, and Good Day New York, and MASH. Dr. Sinet, I added that, MASH. MASH, pardon. okay. I was just- about that. Dr. Sinet has been a lecturer on MSNBC and at the Learning Annex and has been featured in countless health and fitness publications. And why he's joining our show, we have no idea. <laughs> he has no idea what he's in the store. Right, for. yeah. Have fun with poor, a lot of uh, poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. Wiener jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay, so how do I add him to the call here? God, you did this every time. <laughs> All right, hang on. I'm going to hang up on you and, and then add you both back. Hang on. Oh wait, Todd Sinet joined. Hey, Todd. All right, we did it. Perfect. Is it is it Sinet? It's Sinet, but you can call me anything you like. Sinet, Dad Gummit, Dad Gummit, Sinet. That kind of sounds the same. Well, hey, thank you, Rick, Todd, Todd, Rick. It's nice to meet you, Todd. Thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to join us. We appreciate it. 
Thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to join me. <laughs> we were wow. we were just like reading your bio off, like in your intro, like reading all the things you've done, and we got to the end and we were like, "Why does he want to be on our show?" <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't know. By the way, <laughs> do what? I, I, I don't know. I mean, who booked me on the show? <laughs> exactly. Anyway? Yeah, you're gonna like after the call, you're gonna like email your booking agent and be like, "You're fired." <laughs> if you can, you know, maybe hopefully we can sell one book out of this. It'll be good use of everyone's time. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, before we get started, um, Rick, we're gonna do the birthday thing. Okay. Hey, listen, Todd, we have a thing where uh, it sounds very random, but Mark and I uh, both try to guess your birthday. Good luck. With, with no prior knowledge. Uh, all you can say is yes or no. We each get two guesses, okay? And by, for the record, I am the only one who has done this correctly. We know, Rick. Okay, Mark, you, uh, you, you may have the honors. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay, um, we've talked to you for like 60 seconds. I'm going to go, you're an Aries. I'm going April 9th. How did you know that? No way. No way. You saw it on my bio, right? I did not. Is, I, I promise. Know, I know. Shut up. Are you Are serious? You Are you jacking with us? Yeah, no, I'm just busting your chops. Dang it! Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you don't understand the, 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 oh, that was good. the eruption <laughs> the eruption of happiness that was about to spring forth <laughs> from my head. I'm sorry. I just couldn't resist. That was great. No one is. Hey, Rick. No one has done. No one has done that to us before. Which is. Are you serious? That's yeah. Pathetic. That's a. That's a great first time. I was like, oh crap! Now Mark has tied me for the overall lead <laughs> at one. Yeah. All right, Rick. No one's done that to you. No, that's such a genius bit. Okay, Rick. That's good. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go <clears throat> August seventeenth. All right. I'm not gonna sit there and say you're correct, but then, no, that's not correct. No, okay, no. so Leah. I'm going Libra, October 4th. No. Okay, Rick. I'll tell you, this is a great game, guys. <laughs> Rick, your last guess. I'm going to go February 29th. I said that weird. All right. It's March 12th. Oh, Not you were close. I was close. I was very close. I've come close a couple of times, by the way, just FYI. So. Man, that was All so right, good. Right. I was so excited that I, I was like, April 9th, I did it, finally. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So we really appreciate you being on. Can you give us a little background? Where are you right now? Where are you from? How did you get to where you are today? To give us your story. Oh, oh my, so my story. Uh, I'm in uh, New York. Uh, I'm a second generation chiropractor. Uh, and my main story is that my father was uh, in practice for about 15 years. And then one day he bent down to pick up a tennis ball uh, and his back went out. And uh, for nine months, he was completely bedridden, and no one could figure out uh, the cause of his back spasms. So he went to every known profession, including his own, uh, and nobody can help him. And as a kid, I remember him just, you know, lying in bed, not being able to get anywhere. And um, they wanted to do exploratory surgery on him, which basically meant that they'd cut him open and see if they could be of help to him. And that wasn't an option he wanted to do. So he wound up seeing this doctor with a fortuitous name of Dr. Goodhart. <laughs> Dr. Goodhart basically was asking my dad some very different questions. He was asking my dad, well, why, why do you think you're having these back spasms? And looking at his overall health, and uh, Dr. Goodhart surmised or guessed that a, a lot of his uh, back spasm were coming from his uh, digestive system or his stomach. Um, my dad thought back then, if you, as long as you were thin, you could eat whatever you wanted. So he had basically dessert after every meal. 
so the doctor surmised there was the sugar on my dad's diet that was upsetting his digestive system, which was then reflexing and affecting the back muscles. Huh. So uh, my dad had never heard of that. This was back in 1975. But uh, my father said the choice between exploratory surgery and changing your diet wasn't a very difficult decision. Right. No. I changed his diet, and within two weeks, he was 100% cured. Crazy. Uh, and never had back pain again. And uh, were you alive at this point? Were you Were you living on Earth at this point? Uh, was I? Yes, I was five years old. Okay. Okay. So, uh, no, I was living on uh, Venus, Mark. <laughs> I was an exploratory uh, uh, space vessel on Venus. That was a good question. It was a good question. Thank you, see. So uh, <laughs> at that point, he realized the role that diet can have in helping people with their back pain. So that was the origin of the beginning of the story. And then um, I joined him in practice and kind of did everything you can, put a book together to kind of spread the gospel about the relation between relationship between your diet, your digestive system, and, the, and back pain. Okay, and, when... Uh, well, that's, Rick, that's that's your story. So, are you in the city? Are you upstate? What's or not? My practice is in New York City. Oh, cool. What? Which? Which hey. borough? It's Manhattan. What? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. My brother lived in Queens for ten years, and we drove. Uh, sorry, Rick. Uh, I, everyone, sorry. Uh, we drove from Queens through the Lincoln Tunnel in a U-Haul through like Fifth Avenue. And yeah. and down to Texas in like a two and a half days. It was awesome. Uh, All right. So anyway, so I love New York. Um, could never live there, but I love going to New York. Um, and I'm going to ask Rick a question very quickly. Yes. Rick. Yes. If I were to ask you, of all the green like superfoods, like what is the most healthy like like green leafy thing that you can eat? Uh, it would to me. I would think it would be between kale chard and spinach and i would probably say spinach i think well but your instinct was correct you said kale first dr sinnott tell yeah. us about kale uh, <laughs> or spinach as well so um i'm right too huh screw you mark <laughs> shut up no so the the interesting thing is when when we started working with patients and we discovered that their diet was the cause of their back pains you would think uh, for most people and for about 80% of the population, it's correct that it was the common foods that you would think, right? It's the sugars, the alcohol would create the problem. In 20% of the cases, we found people were eating too, many, too much roughage. So a lot of people were having a lot of kale, a lot of green drinks, and that was essentially upsetting their digestive system. And anything that could upset your, your digestive system can create back pain. So uh, it's really important to realize the role between your diet, how your digestive system is, and back pain. So kale and spinach and all those other things can create back pain as well. So like, what, what is the reason there? Is it, it's not, obviously not, not an inflammation issue, is it? Because aren't all those green like superfoods like anti-inflammatory? Isn't that one of their selling points? Um, yes, but the, the, the true answer is that anything that can upset your digestive system can upset your muscular system. They're very much interlinked. Right. So a lot of, a lot of times people have a lot of smoothies, a lot of green drinks, which will, can create a lot of blo bloating, can upset the stomach, and if it upsets the stomach... Right. Rick, were you about to say something? I heard you inhale. No, no, you're fine. Okay, uh, one of the talking points that is particularly of interest to the show, um, and it says, what does poop have to do with diagnosing back pain? Let's yeah. talk about poop. 
Poop. I'm, I'm very happy to talk about poop. I love poop. Uh, yes. <laughs> so the quality of your digestive system or the way that you digest uh, will affect the muscular system. So the quality of your bowel movements is an indicator of functioning. So you really want to do everything you can to get some good poop. And if you have good poop, chances are your muscular system or your back is going to be functioning. Constipation and diarrhea are one of the symptoms of people who have a lot of back pain. Um, are you a fan of a squatty potty? Uh, I think it can really help. I mean, I don't personally squatty potty, but if it can help take the kinks out and uh, help you have a better structural poop out of that from a squatty potty, uh, yeah, it could be of help actually. So what is like you're uh, you have a patient and you say go in there and poop, and then you <laughs> and then you go in after them and see and like okay, let me look at your poop. What are you looking for? Well, I, do is I, I pick it up in my hands and smell it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Just squish your fingers around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or rub it on your skin to see how quickly it'll dry. Gross. <laughs> no, no, that's not what we do. Yeah. That's not what we do in our office. <laughs> Just like but, having uh, people poop on the... Instead, instead, we do something called the digestive inflammation test. And uh, it's a ba- basically a series of questions, and that's going to tell you or the reader if we think digestive inflammation. So uh, that's going to be able to see uh, your diet and your digestive system. Uh, and then if it is, we have what, what we call a diagnostic nutrition test. So then there's three or four different diets for you to try based off your answers to the test. So it could be someone who's having too much sugar, too much caffeine, too much alcohol, it could be someone too many, too much roughage, or also could be someone having specific sensitivities to specific foods or carbohydrates. Is uh, you want to come up with different diets for different people because everyone's digestive system is different. Right? Are you so? Are you like okay? Somebody that's just like chronically has kind of runny poops like every day. Like something isn't going right inside yep. the stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know people that are just like, oh, that's just what I, that's just my poop. I just, this is, that's yeah. just what it is. Like there's some I mean, sort of dysfunction. The quality, the ease you're passing it, the quality of the poop, the way that it looks is indicative of your health almost as important as your blood pressure or your vitals. Yeah. So, you know. Are you a fan of psyllium husks or like metamucil fiber, that kind of thing? Uh, I'm a fan. So again, you really want to figure out how to get good function. So just because something is deemed healthy for that particular individual, right? You know, the, suffering from back pain, right? And you go to the doctor, and they give they're giving you they're giving you anti-inflammatory that tends to work for a lot of people. So what we're that is anti-inflammatory in nature. So if I can find a diet or if I can calm down the inflammation and irritation from your digestive system and your diet. Are you hearing the cutting out? Yes. I, I thought it was just me because you didn't say anything about that. But yeah. yeah. Uh, is this better? I hope so. I, I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. It was like me it wasn't too. happening very much. But like every now and then like it would cut out a word here and there. And it was like we it was it was fine. It's just I just wanted to see if, if I mean we can. We'll just power through it if this doesn't help, but hopefully that will help. Um, okay, so here's another one. Is it true an ice cream sundae will make my back feel better? How is that possible? Ah, 
So the ice cream Sunday analogy is very interesting because it's not just about our foods. It's about our emotional outlook or approach when we're oh. eating specifically. I see where you're going with this. All right. So if you're eating a hot fudge Sunday when you're depressed, it's a very different biochemical, hormonal, neuropeptide response compared to if you're eating a hot fudge Sunday when you're celebrating. So if you're going to ask me my superfood, it's hot fudge Sundays and uh, birthday cake. See, and that goes with, like, we have four pillars of the Simply Human lifestyle. Eat like a human, sleep like a human, move like a human, and, and enjoy life or manage stress like a human. And there's, yeah. o- there's overlap in there. And I think there's some... There's something to be said of if your diet or your movement pattern is just causing you to be just miserable all the time, like that's not, it's not working, right? Like you, there's got to be some sort of uh, enjoyment out of this or, yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're eating a kale salad and not <laughs> enjoying every moment of it, is it emotionally healthy? Right. You know, there's, there's a lot of instances where um, you can go on vacation, go wildly off your regular diet and feel great. Yeah. If you did that in your normal environment, you'd feel terrible, Right, and that's because the emotions play such a role in your digestive system. So, let, so let's let's talk more about the connections between like what you eat and like your emotional health, uh, sure. and, and why it's important. Like, because a lot of people would probably think, see, that's the thing. Like, people think that all these things are, are not connected. Like, it's a full moon tonight, for instance. And I always I say, know. I always say this as an example. Like, like the moon, the full moon, like the moon cycle, just period. Like, like uh, affects the it, like moves the ocean of on the Earth. And then, and then you think that it's not going to affect you somehow is insane <laughs> to me, right? Like, so, so like we've disconnected. Like, yeah, diet is different from emotions or this, and nutrition is over here, but it's all connected. And like, how how have you seen that in your practice? It's all interrelated. So again, your emotions are tied into the food. The food is tied into the emotions. You want to have some common sense. We want to have a good, healthy variety. You can eat something. You want to do it with joy. You don't want to sit there and be eating food with regret. You don't want to be doing with with anger. You want to you're gonna have a hot fudge Sunday. Enjoy that darn hot fudge Sunday. Yes. Um, I, and you know, to me, that's healthy. Again, if you're gonna ask me my superfood, I pick birthday cake. Yeah. Right. So, on birth uh, on a birthday cake, you're getting presents. Everyone's coming to hang out with you. It's your day. That's a healthy food. Birthday cake is a healthy food compared to something that. Someone else says that you, you know you have to drink this green drink or, or something along those lines. Well, yeah, so- think about your emotional health out on your birthday. At the end of the day, if you like uh, had to drink a kale smoothie at for like to blow you, there's a candle like like sludged into like this thick kale smoothie, <laughs> and you just exactly. like pissed off all day, right? <laughs> like <laughs> you want to have variety. You know, you want to mix up your foods. Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. You want to listen to your body. You want to have common sense. You know, if you go out and have Mexican food and you're not feeling very well and your stomach's bothering and you're achy after having Mexican food, then that's probably not the ideal food for you. Yeah. But, but try something else. Yeah, I always tell people, like, when I'm working with them on, on nutrition stuff particularly, it's like, look, if you're going to have ice cream, like, don't get, like, the dairy-free, sugar-free uh-huh. crap. Like, get... Yeah. Get some get, 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 get some Ben and Jerry's. Like spend some yeah. money. You get what you pay for. Like get the good stuff. Get a like, like a what is it? Yeah, thoroughly yeah. enjoy it because hey, listen. Like uh, you don't get those many opportunities that often. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Awesome. Okay, so let's see. Um, you have let's talk about your books. You've got uh the the one book, the truth about back pain, and then this yep. new book, 
um, is three weeks to a better back. No, that's is that the new book? No, no, no. What's the new book? Uh, all right. So um, about a year ago, I came up with a book called Three Weeks to a Better Back. Yeah. And that basically tells patients or people it's a self-diagnostic and self-help book for people who are suffering from back pain. And it's the belief that back pain comes from three sources. It comes from structural sources, the muscle bones, this nerve that everyone's talking about. Right. It comes from emotions and stress. Stress is the number one factor for back pain. And then it comes from diet and nutrition. So if you're going to have balance in three areas of those aspects, you're not going to have back pain. And if you're only going to have two-thirds of those aspects, chances are you're going to have back pain. Right. So that's the premise of three weeks to a better back. So mm-hmm. in three weeks, we can help you get a better back. Uh, this next book is called The Back Pain Relief Diet Book, and that is a standalone book that's all based on the role between your diet, your digestive system, and back pain. So this is really a um, – uh, uh, something that I don't think anyone's talking about. Uh, I don't think your doc- doctor knows about it or people are talking about the role that your diet uh, and the connection between your diet and your back pain. So I'm really here to tell everyone that your diet could be the cause of your back pain and subsequently your diet could be the solution to your back pain. How, uh, how do you know? You said there's those three things, structure, diet, stress. Mm-hmm. How, how do you know which is the one? Well, in the Three Weeks to Better Back book, uh, I take you through a series of questionnaires and studies where it sits. So uh, it's a scoring system, which will tell you where your back pain is. In the uh, Back Pain Relief Diet book, it has the digestive inflammation test to see if your back pain is diet-related. Rick, there's a questionnaire, and it's like, uh, question one, have you recently played softball with former Major League star Ryan Drees and been hit in the back with a bat? by him then that would be yeah, structure maybe, uh, false because major league star like no no you not said a star. star rick played softball with a former texas ranger and he was like bragging about it earlier so that's nice. the thing. how'd you do uh, i did terrible thank you i drove a running on a fielder's choice and that was it all right all right you got on base at least yeah hey, oh yeah there you go <laughs> awesome okay so let's see what else um how, the three simple ways people can change their diet to help mitigate the risk of chronic back pain in the future. So you said like, well, now people are like, wait a second. I thought kale and all these things were like these good superfoods. Now I'm here, he's ice cream sundae. It's like, what am I supposed to do? That's what I always tell, like nutrition stuff. It's like we humans are the most omnivore omnivores of all the omnivores. Like I could eat a leather chair and and find some you know nutritional value in it. There's like so many options. So what are the yep. three simple ways that people can change what they're eating? Three simple ways that people can change their eating. First thing is you want to mix up your diet. So you want to have three different types of breakfast, three different types of lunches, three different types of dinners. So if you keep eating the same foods over and over again, you're not varying your nutrients. Right. Your body is having to produce the same exact enzymes over and over again, and that could di- directly stress the system. So I think one of the main components is you want to have variety. You know, you don't want to be having uh, oatmeal every day for breakfast don't want to be having a green drink every day for breakfast you don't want to be having you, you really just want to mix it up right so i, think I literally that. never thought about that but that's a really good point thank you and that was just the first way he still that's has two more point. i didn't want to tell you mark it's it's funny because i don't know what the other two are so i'm trying to come up with the other oh two. no no <laughs> you're good well that's another thing your booking agent he like sent me these talking points you're like <laughs> you're fired again <laughs> you need to read three yeah i don't know <laughs> Well, okay, so but on that note, so are you so where do you stand on that how do, how does that tip 
um, sort of come together and reconcile with this whole idea of it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like if you, uh, kind of like what your dad, you know, like before his back went out, like, oh, I'm, I'm skinny. I feel fine. Like, so yep. this, this breakfast is working for me. I feel good. I'm not having any pain. I'm performing well. Like, you know, like how does, how do those two things, uh, correlate? Well, you, I mean, you want to be listening to your body, right? So you want to see how your body is feeling and functioning. You want to pay attention to your bowel movements because that's an indication of how you're doing, right? So right. you want to make sure your output's good, not just your input. And uh, if you're concerned, it's very easy. Take that digestive inflammation test. See if we think your back pain is diet-related. It may not be, and then you're, you're, good. you're good to go. Right. Everyone's unique. You know, what's you got to figure out what's healthy for you. And this book will take you through that to help you steer you in the right direction because you really, before you're undergoing any serious back treatment, medication, surgery that come with a lot of risks, you want to do the least invasive thing possible. And the least invasive things possible is to just change the way that you're eating and see if it has any impact. Right. In three or four weeks, you're going to know your answer. So, you know, I'm literally presenting a third of the equation for people because back pain can come from three different sources. And if we're only presenting one source or 33% of the information, we're missing two-thirds of the equation when we're trying to solve this epidemic of back pain. Right. So uh, I'm here kind of uh, preaching that there's a whole other 33% out there that no one's talking about or no one knows. Yeah. Well, and kind of like what you said about input matters, so does output. It's kind of like when, when I work with people on sleep and they're, and they're like, well, no, I, fall, I go to sleep fine. Well, I'm like, well, that's not the that's not the indicator. It's not like you going to sleep fine. It might just be you passing out of exhaustion. Like that's not necessarily a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like you're, you know, like going to sleep is the input, waking up is the output in this in this analogy. So, yep. like, how, how do you feel you when you wake up? If you are just a zombie in the morning and and you feel like crap and you have to have like four cups of coffee to even like get your eyes open. Like that's the indicator um, of how well of how good you're sleeping, not how fast you pass out at night. And so I think in that same way, like yeah, oh, I feel fine. My stomach doesn't hurt at all when I go and eat this. Well, if you're having like uh, diarrhea four times a day, like <laughs> that's are you you know, or you're like squirting a backwards J in a gas station bathroom before. Uh, <laughs> that's another thing we talked about. I would say I would say one of the most interesting parts of my book is the a Bristol stool chart. And what mm. it is is basically a picture of what your your poop should look like. So uh, it should, you know, look like a one piece loading kind of snake. Uh, or like, long, like, you know. like the tail of a panther is what you're saying, right? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What was that one? Like the tail of a panther. Oh, not bad. That'll work. There you I'm go, funny. Mark. Congratulations. Mark <laughs> uh, texted me a picture of his doo-doo earlier, and it looked like a panther's tail. <laughs> That's a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I was telling Rick, I was not expecting to tell this story on the show tonight, but I, like right before we got on, like my wife and I were having this discussion about something's very serious, and I'm looking at my phone, I start laughing, and she's like, what's, what's so funny? And she like, wouldn't, I was like, nothing, nothing, just trust me, you just don't, you don't want to know. And she's like, what is so funny? Why are you laughing? And I like, I was like, okay, you asked for it. So I like, <laughs> I showed her and she was like, really? Are you five years old? And like, cause I was laughing at, I sent Rick the picture and his response was a panther tail, which oh was pretty funny. So I'm, I just I'm put, really I, good with that panther tail, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just put, I just put a panther tail in the show notes. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right. Well, okay. We are coming up on time. G promote yourself. We already talked about your book, and I'm assuming it's on Amazon. 
It is on Amazon. It's called the Back Pain Relief Diet Book, and it would be great if I can at least sell one of these things. So that'd be well, amazing. I'll buy one. I'll just uh, right, you go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are some, what are other like? What's your website for social media? What's uh, all that stuff? My uh, website is drsinnet.com. And it's so, D R S I N E T T. S I N E T T dot com. Cool. And it, again, it's also on Amazon, and it has. Um, uh, a couple of my books, and I also designed a product called the Backbridge, which helps people kind of regain regain their posture uh, mm-hmm. by centering your back out. So cool. it's is that really on Amazon back- too? Yeah, it is called, uh, and you can look at that as Backbridge dot com. So uh, three weeks to better back is one book. Another book that's just coming out in October is uh, the Back Pain Relief Diet book. And if anyone's interested in checking out the Backbridge or Backbridge dot com. It would really be my pleasure. I'm looking at um, looking at the back bridge. Is it like lumbar support and pain relief for lower and upper back adjustable stretching and strengthening back arch? Is that it? That's it. Cool. Oh, I want this. Um, oh, there's some one other thing I was going to ask you. Uh, oh, like standing workstations. Are you a fan mm-hmm. of that? Like, what's the like? What's one way? Like, from a structural standpoint, we talked about die a lot. From a structural standpoint, what's something that like the every man, every woman can do to maintain back health just in everyday life? From a structural perspective. From a structural perspective. Yeah, you want to get up and move around. So, you know, the whole buzzword is that sitting is the new smoking right. really can play a part in this. So you want to get up every hour, move around a bit. Uh, I do like the desks that go from a sitting to a standing. Yeah. So I don't want you standing in one position for All eight hours, nor do I want you sitting in one position for eight hours. Yeah. Really want to get up and move around. So wait, if I stand up all day, does that mean I can smoke? <laughs> you're like canceling or, it you know what? I would just go for it and sit and smoke so yeah know. it's like and, and smoke the good stuff <laughs> yeah like buy spend some money on some good uh, tobacco, tobacco like like yeah like it's like with the ice cream yeah well and like that you know like if our culture and society was one where we laid on our stomachs to do stuff like that would be the new smoking like it's not necessarily sitting is what I tell people it's being in one position for too long yep. and we just happen to live in uh, like cars, you sit, and at the breakfast table, you sit, and at lunch, you sit, and in the car, you sit, yeah. and dinner, you sit, and then you sit and watch TV in like the same position. So, yeah, if you're gonna sit, I really recommend kind of being able to uh, be in a chair that can extend back a little bit. Yeah, so you want to kind of break that compressive angle of the spine. So, if you can extend back a bit, it really will relieve a lot of pressure on your body. You know what? I like, why don't they have cars where you can stand up? Is that like any less safe? Or is that just a comfort thing? <laughs> I, I have to give it a little more thought. <laughs> that was not in the talking points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, what do I know about this stuff? Right. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, one last question. I mean, this is something that we try to ask all of our, our new guests on the show. And that is one thing. What is one thing you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? And it can have just nothing to do with anything we just talked about. Oh, uh, you know, what? honestly, and this is going to sound a little strange. I really love the opportunity to get out and, uh, see if my writing or my, my speaking with you guys can be of help to someone's quality of life. And that's really a lot of fun for me. Cool. There's another hobby that you have. Uh, like- I really like to cook. Oh, okay. Cooking. Okay. What's your favorite? If you, yeah, uh, stranded on a desert Island and you can <laughs> only cook one meal and then a bear is going to eat you. I'm not sure that makes sense. But, like, you can only cook one meal. What would you cook? Let's go spaghetti and meatballs. Ooh. And you? What would you answer? Me? Um, if I were only to cook one meal? Steak. God, um, it would be a steak. No, it would. I would smoke. Uh, see, we're in Texas. Excuse me? And so we're, this is the land of, uh, you know, smoked meat. And oh. I would, uh, I would smoke some ribs. I've been oh. very 
uh, into the technique of smoking uh, pork uh-huh. lately, and uh, you know, the the temperature, the 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 okay. amount of smoke, the time, like it's, and all- it's a long cook, so you get to live a little longer before the before you get eaten. So <laughs> the, like the bear shows up and he's just waiting for you to finish your meal so yeah. that he can attack you. Is that what would happen? <laughs> By the way, I watched this, the Revenant like two days ago. <gasps> a big deal on the show uh, a few months ago, where Mark like talked about how he saw the the. Have you seen the Revenant? I have not. Oh, oh is that the, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio yes, movie? Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there's a scene where he gets like mauled by a bear. It's pretty intense. It, it, it's the most intense thing ever. Okay, thank like, you. And Mark had a thing on the show where he was like, yeah, I'm watching the scene in The Revenant, and I passed out. I didn't pass out. I almost passed out. Oh, almost passed out. Well, I'm watching this show, and I'm, and I'm watching the movie the other day on the big TV, and I was like, I've already seen this movie. It's not that big of a deal. And when the bear is, like, mauling the crap out of him, you I was got like, started getting yeah. sick. Like, my, my, my pulse is racing, and I'm like, oh, God, it's getting really hot in here. See? Oh, I got to turn this off. I got to go get something. I had, to get, up, I had to get up and, like, leave, I had to get up and leave the theater. I thought I was going to throw up or something. It it's not a spoiler. It happens at the very, very yeah, beginning. Yeah, it's like the first, wow. like, 20 minutes of the wow. movie. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, one last thing. Um, oh, man. Oh, yeah. If I said uh, the pizza place Lombardi's, would you know what I was talking about? Uh, is that New York? Yeah. Mark, there's a thousand pizza well, it's places. Well, oh, it's apparently it's the oldest pizza place <laughs> in Manhattan. I don't know. We went mm-hmm. there. I was see, but like New Yorkers are like, uh, that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that's just some website. I was. It was good. It was. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty All great. Right. Lombardi. My brother lived in Brooklyn for like seven years, and around the corner from his house, like in Fort Greene, there's a place called Not Rays because there was a thousand yeah. in New York called Rays Pizza. It's so, the famous like, pizza. Yeah, <laughs> just gonna call it Not Rays, and yeah. it was really hey. good. So. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, Todd, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we will email uh, the link when it goes out. Hopefully Friday. It might be early next week, though. Yeah, if you can push it towards October, that's a little okay. bit more helpful for me when the book comes out. Okay, but awesome. Awesome. Really, right. I really appreciate it, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank hey. you. Hopefully have you back on. All right, man, and congratulations on your panther poop, by the way. <laughs> panther tail. Panther tail. If it looked right. like a panther, that would really be weird. Uh, that's yeah. this function. All right. Have a good night. You too, guys. Have a great one. Thanks. You too. That guy was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was really fun. (laughs) We're getting some really good guests. Like, I don't know how this is happening. (laughs) I know. Like, like, listen. Okay, so for like the first... How long have we been doing this show? Uh, Oh, my... Rick! 13, No, Rick! What? The, tw- the we're this is the twenty fourth. It's the anniversary of me getting run over by a car. Three days ago was our five year anniversary on this for the show. First of all, how did you not tell you getting run over by a car in crosstalk? I don't know. How did you forget that too because you posted about it on Facebook and we all called you out because you're clearly lying. Yeah. Like, Mark put a picture of like this PT Cruiser on Facebook with a, like an X on like the passenger side rear door. It, tor- it turned in front of me. No, 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 no. No, you T-boned the PT Cruiser. That's on you, pal. No, like it turned. Impact. No, it. She yep. turned in front of me. Sorry, that, I that, had that, the right of way. Here, let me scratch you out the citation, guy who's dying, <laughs> and I'll staple it to your forehead because you T-boned this car. It's amazing that while I was laying in the highway, that I didn't get run over. Like before, like a you know, like the crowd came over and like you know, like cars started stopping. Like as I was just laying in the middle of the road. And it's a miracle that I didn't get run over again. That'd have been great. Like, oh, I just got run over. I- I'm gonna live. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey, by the way, that's a, a really good question. When you were laying there on the ground with your crumpled up bike underneath you, yes. did you poop in your pants? So, um, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul in Fort Worth. <laughs> I did not. I did think my leg, I did think my femur was sticking out of my leg because I looked down and I could see my femur. I could see my bone. Wow. Like my, poking the, out? No, it was, I didn't break anything, but the soft tissue above my knee was peeled back like to my, to my bone. I looked down, I could see like the white bone. And sp- speaking of a, a, uh, so your mom said, <laughs> she did. <laughs> and then like, the nobody's going to be listening this far into the show. This is like the best part of the I, whole uh, show. This is the, everyone at this point has been like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm at work. I'm going to turn it off. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Well, and so I, so that speaking of a stress response, when I looked down and saw my bone, I, I like laid back. And I'm, I'll never forget, very vivid, like I, my head was resting on my bike helmet, you know, like because my helmet was still on. And I was just like, whoo, 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 like I, I, I'm going to I'm going to throw up or die or something. My leg, because I, I thought my leg was con- it was a compound fracture. And then I'm thinking like what, you know, I'm going to be on my back for 10 months, you know, like recovering from this. And that was on September 21st. And I ran the Dallas half marathon in, in like this, the beginning of December, three months, less than three months later. Like a miracle, a miracle of miracles, but that is pretty impressive. So, what was your list of injuries? Uh, I had stitches in my right elbow, and then I had like road rash from like my right shoulder down to like my hip, like that. All that skin was like off, which was pretty awful. But that, and then like I had that that like your uh, your your, the entire side of your body looked like the side of like uh, hamburger meat. Harvey Dent, like after he was yes. melted, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Gross. And I've got pictures of all these. I need to shit, send them to you. And then, I'm like, like you left do, because that would be gross, and I would like to see that left quad, soft tissue, uh, hole, um, and that that took a long time. Very much, much bruising. My whole like left thigh was bruising. Oh, there's a cricket in my room. Gosh. What's the matter with you? Well, they they'll get in and they'll chirp in the night and wake us up, and I just I I kill them with, with okay. violence. Forget, forget your car uh, story. Uh, one of the greatest pranks I didn't pull off was uh, I was going to get a box of like a hundred crickets from like a pet store. Oh my god! And put them in a guy's car and let him loose like in his police car. Oh, and got in there, they'd just be chirping nonstop. Oh, not, not even that. Just like like just them crawling around. They stink. God, I feel so stupid for not having done that. That would have been a great story. Way but anyway, to go. I'm sorry, you almost got killed. Way to go, idiot. So. Anyway, I'll find those pictures and send them to you. Um, and then that was it. I was really uh, no broken bones. Like, uh, I didn't do rehab or anything like afterwards, uh, you know, for my drinking problem or anything. So, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Physical therapy is what I meant by that. Um, anyway, oh. so I got very lucky. If it had been anything other than a PT Cruiser, I probably would have been dead. But, um, but I'm here. Smart I'm car. Here. You would have. Gone right past it. Well, it's like oh. I probably did more damage. Like, Cut through like a hot knife and butter like a guy on a bicycle, like <laughs> shearing through the metal of a smart car. Well, I tell you this. My whole medical cost was like $4,000, which seriously, I probably did more damage. Like when you when you have yeah. to replace the door and a back panel on this car, like, that, I probably literally did more damage to the PT Cruiser than it, it did to me, which, well, the bike. It was a very expensive bike, so you add the cost of the bike in. But like me personally, I did more damage to the PT Cruiser. Well, congratulations that you had uh, medical insurance. Uh, if you had been a 
person without that, you'd be uh, in a hole right now, six feet underground. Oh, they would have buried you. Oh, he's got road rash. There's nothing we can do. And they would just dug the hole and dumped you right in there. <laughs> I'm still alive. Oh, I'm feeling much better. You're not for long, pal. I think I'll go for a walk. Oh, I just read Pet Cemetery for the first time. Speaking of burying people, ugh. I have not. Ter- it is awesome. I've read three Stephen King books in three weeks The Shining, Doctor Sleep, and Pet Cemetery. I'm still in the same book that I have been <laughs> for like the last month. You should listen to it. I read. That's not called reading. reading. That's called listening. No, it's reading. Like I will read like two pages, like in the Kindle app on my iPhone. And so it's not asleep. even like a full page. Yeah. It's like a quarter of a page, and I fall asleep <laughs> every night. So, dang it! There's one other thing I was going to say. Uh, what were we just talking about right before I said the Stephen King I reading don't know. a book? You dying in a bicycle crash or something? I read three or books. Your pants when I asked oh, you. Rem- remind me to tell you about my ten thousand dollar flu test. Uh, let's tell that on the next show. Yeah, How about that? True story. Remind me. Okay. Uh, the tip of the week is stop eating kale. <laughs> <laughs> we have completely gone off the rails because we have not recorded in two weeks. And so since yeah, there's like so much, we're just from like stream of consciousness, like poop in your pants. Well, I want to call Dr. Sinnott back sometime and just do like a poop show. We've we've done poop shows before. I bet he's got some good stories about poop. He seems like a guy that would do be a good humans being human guest. And I'm going to put in the show notes of this show like and on Facebook, like make sure to listen to the end because there's some gold here at the end of the show. <laughs> awesome. You're an idiot. Well, hey, you know what? I'm 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 going to do the you you say well, that's going to do could, it for this edition, right. and then I'll do yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on. Something to drink. I gotta. Okay, are you ready? Three, two. <laughs> I was just, in three, two. Oh, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> that, okay, oh, sorry, sorry. One more time. Three, two, one. That's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember. Okay, hang on. Okay, so how do I add him to the call here? God, you did this every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. I'm going to hang up on you and, and then add you both back. Hang on. I forgot the line. Think something and enjoy yourself. So until next time. And until next time, enjoy yourself. Idiot. (laughs) Perfect. I legitimately forgot. I was like.